1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective,
2: 2020 on Vision.
0: Some amazing developments that are happening in outback New South Wales. Real excitement being generated on the ground as a call has gone out from a remote outback Aboriginal elder who's asking churches in western New South Wales in fact, around the Dubbo region, to join together for a major outreach. Aboriginal elder and evangelist Isaac Gordon is an elder of the Ngemba people from the Brewarrina community. He's asked Australia's best-known and most-loved evangelist, Bill Newman, to join him in Dubbo to reach out to all Australians of all ethnicities with the Christian gospel. Now the outreach event is scheduled for the weekend of the 16th to the 18th of April. You'll know that is the weekend before Anzac Day, and it'll be held at the Dubbo Showgrounds. Our absolute privilege to have both the evangelist Isaac Gordon and evangelist Bill Newman joining us today. First of all, Isaac Gordon, uh, welcome along. Thank you very much,
1: Neil, and uh, look forward to the interview, mate.
0: And Bill Newman, a special um, welcome along to you.
2: Look, thank you so much, New. We're looking forward to a good
0: time together. Bill, let me start with you. Uh, you're teaming up with Isaac Gordon, and uh, there's an outreach that's happening on the ground in Dubbo in western New South Wales. All of those western towns are invited to participate in this. How's all the planning coming along?
2: Well we're excited about it. Uh, Isaac is going to come and tell us all the details in a moment and uh, how it just started off but yeah, uh, he, he invited me and I couldn't re- resist the invitation to go down and join him for this special, it's a convention for Aboriginal people but the net's been cast wide and uh, we're inviting other people to come along as well. It looks like being a really great time. I think it's uh, it's very exciting. You know, I, I think uh, the average will talk about the dream time. Well, it's time to dream again. Okay, right. and, uh, That's what we're going to do. And
0: I'm coming to Isaac in just a few moments, but uh, Bill, in your experience, and you've been doing this a long time now, it's giving yeah. away your age. First time we met, you didn't have all that silver hair. <laughs> hey, when you have an outreach like this, the success of it depends on all the churches coming together and working together. It's not yep. always easy, yep. but how are things looking this time around?
2: Well, that's the whole key to it, where we're joining hands together, uh, and that's the power of it. You know, uh, if you whatever our doctrinal differences is and our styles of worship and the. We have fellowship in the gospel, and that's what we're proclaiming there in Dubbo. And look, there's tremendous needs. Isaac will tell us of the tremendous needs there in the moment in Dubbo. But uh, look, the only answer, and you and I agree on this so much, the only answer to Australia is the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ to transform hearts and lives. And
0: we get excited about these initiatives because uh, taking these into Outback Communities, and Mm -hmm. sometimes there are special challenges in Outback Communities, and uh, we're going to talk through perhaps some of those challenges as we get our conversation well and truly underway. Isaac, let me come to you. Now, uh, Bill didn't call you. You called Bill. (laughs) Now, this is the way I understand it. Uh, you have been running what's called the New South Wales River Convention for about 15 years, and usually you end up in Dubbo. This year, you said, let's call uh, Bill and we'll make something big of this. Give us an insight here into your motivation for calling
1: Bill. Yeah, well, I've known Bill now for well over 20 years, and uh, two of me, the oldest daughters come to the Lord under Bill's ministry, and we've done a- Went to a crusade there in a little place called fin- Fingal in in Tweed Edge. and Bill was preaching, and my, I went up and and the two daughters were saved, and me and Bill go back a long way, and we uh we worked together at Walgett, we had a uh, outreach at Walgett, and uh, I've got a lot of respect for Bill and and, and Billy Graham, the, the two one of the two men that I really look up to and admire, you know, because they're, they're such a blessing to, to to the world and and to Australia and. Uh, Bill's a mighty man, and you know, we love him very much. And uh, we've uh, been doing this outreach now. My dad done it before me back in the old days, and uh, I grew up travelling with Dad doing doing uh, outreach. And uh, my dad died back in 82, and I was only a young man then, and uh fine on my feet with the Lord. And, and uh I started growing in Christ, and uh, uh, I realised then that we need to... You know keep this going. So 15 years ago, I, I had a, mate, a meeting with my little mate at Moree, Paul Strawn, and his little family. And uh, and we said, Look, look, now know, why don't we kick this convention off again? And uh, the old people in Dubbo asked, Could you come to Dubbo, Isaac? And I said, Rightio. And we, we used to meet at the old Telbrugge Mission, the Aboriginal Mission there, in a tent, a gospel tent. Anyway, this year, we had a break last year because of COVID, but this year was a was you know I really wanted to, to really reach out to the people in Dubbo because they're struggling. You know that the people there are struggling with drugs and suicide, and uh, and uh, it's, it's really sad to see a lot of people's lives affected through you know through sin, and uh, and I really felt for the people in Dubbo. And my son works on the ground in Dubbo and my son-in-law, they, he works at the school and my boy works with AES. So they got a lot of contact with the people that are really struggling with life. So I said, well, why don't we really, you know, try to hit Dubbo in a big way? So I rung up Bill and the exact words he said to me, you you got you to gotta laugh at this, he said, brother, he said, you wouldn't believe it. He said, we got the team together. He said, we've been thinking about Dubbo, how to get back there. And he said, "I'd love to join you, brother." Ike. So, so I went from there. And uh, he said, "You know, can you bring the churches together?" So I put put it out there, and and uh, met with uh, George and uh, Rodney, and uh, and we went to Dubbo, and I was expecting about six pastors to turn up, but twelve turned up. <laughs> okay, and, hey, uh, that's so a good indicator, all, isn't
0: it? When you when you're expecting six yeah. to turn up and twelve are there, that means. Uh, either they just didn't have anything in their diaries that day and thought, oh, it was a cup of coffee going on uh, with Isaac. But what it really means, I think, is that you've got pastors in the community recognising there are some conditions that are right, right now, for this sort of outreach, and uh, they know the necessity and the need uh, for reaching out to people with this gospel message. Bill Newman, uh, when you've got the conditions right... That makes a huge difference.
2: Well, it's, it's always the way. Uh, you know, we, when God commands a blessing, when the people of God come together. And, uh, you know, it's just so important, this, this unity. It's, it's a, I would say it doesn't have to be union. You can have union in a cemetery, but everybody's dead. You know? <laughs> but it's unity. One, one, and as I said before it's that unity in the gospel that's, that's the thing that binds us together
0: you know I'm inviting our listeners to join into our conversation today and uh, we'll open our talk back lines 1-800-316-316 you might have your own thoughts to contribute you might have your own experience in one of these outreaches in an outback town and it needn't necessarily be outback New South Wales, could be outback Queensland outback WA, it could be uh, anywhere in the outback uh, but you're welcome. Welcome to uh, be part of our conversation 1-800-316-316 and the question I'm asking listeners on our Facebook post today is what sort of community conditions do you think are ideal for the Christian gospel to be most powerful? You can find that question at facebook.com forward slash vision radio and feel free to respond to that and we'll take some calls uh, shortly as we open our talkback lines. Isaac, come back to your uh, convention here, the New South Wales River Convention. Ordinarily, you go into something like six remote Aboriginal communities each year and then everybody sort of somehow or other, you might have to fill us in here, they follow you in a sense and you culminate this convention uh, in Dubbo. So this is something that has happened in previous years. I can, I'm just imagining people uh, arriving in a caravan or setting up a tent and being part of this. Is this the way it looks?
1: Yeah, yeah rather, that's exactly how it looks. We uh, <laughs> See, uh, the the Aboriginal people are uh, seen they go through so much grief and, uh, you know, we con- continually go to funerals and we always gather together in sad times. And at the River Convention, you know, I invite people from wherever they want to come from to join us. And so we go to these communities, we have sing-alongs, and we so we uh, reach out to the people and, and really encourage them to live and give them a, a good message, the, the hope of of eternal life. And, uh, and really just... Tell them that someone loves them, you know, and uh, and uh, but also the Christians have a, a fellowship together, and we we build one another up, and we have it on the school holidays because they can bring their children, and we're on the river, they can go fishing, they can have a like a outreach holiday uh, fellowship, and it's just a wonderful time where we we go together, we we, we don't. A question of where you come from or, or what denomination you are, but we go and we just want to give the the, the hope to people of you know that Jesus Christ loves them and He died for them and and uh, and build one another up. See, we as Christians need to be built up too. We we're in tough days and we need we need to be encouraged. You should gather yourselves together, encourage one another. So much the more as we see they approach it, and and that's part of it to to encourage one another too as we, we journey together sit around the campfire at night singing talking and just having a wonderful time of fellowship and uh it's, it's been growing every year and this this year we we got the caravan parks booked out accommodations booked out in Brewarrina i put people in my backyard and, and you know there's just so much interest and and i oh, made god has blessed us. unreal you know what's, what's happening and uh, and uh it's, it's a true blessing brother and uh you know, I can't wait to get down. we are supposed to go to Pilica this week because we just put Pilica on the map because they want to get on the map and we're going to go to Pilica and have a week off and then we start the two weeks together. But uh, Pilica got washed out. The rain, rain washed Pilica out so we can't get there this weekend. But next Friday, we start in Brewarna and uh, we'll be outside doing open air gospel and uh, reaching out to people and just just tell them that someone loves them and cares for them, you know, and and there's a better life, you know, and walking with Jesus and, and just having that fellowship with God through His Son, and that's that's what it's all about, you know.
0: Bill Newman, there's a big difference, isn't there, between the idea of a family reunion, which becomes like a celebration of all the family history of the family values a really powerful time big difference between that and the family funeral because uh, those times are times of sadness yeah and uh, i know that isaac says here you know well he's doing a lot of funerals Uh, there's a lot of problems Uh, there's a lot of challenging times when those funerals happen so you've got to have that convention you've got to have that outreach time designated Saying so, this is not a funeral. This is actually time for the good news. Yeah. There'll be a lot of laughter. There'll be yeah. a lot of celebration. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be sitting around the campfire and singing songs. This is one of those times. It's different to the idea of a lot of the sad stuff that pastors lead.
2: Yep, absolutely. It's going to be an exciting time, and that's a see, It's joy in the Holy Spirit. And that's the joy that we have in Jesus, Paul's epistles of the Philippians. He's in jail, but he's saying, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. You know, we can have a lot of rejoicing together, and uh, that's what's going to happen. These guys, Neil, they produce good music. (laughs) And we're going to have great music, aren't we, Isaac? It's going to be great. Tell them some of the other uh, places where you're going to before you come to Dubbo, Isaac.
1: Well, we start off in Briwana on the 2nd, 3rd and 4th. It's Easter. We have Easter here. And then we head out to Ngonia, a little place 100 kilometres uh, from Burke. Uh, we have two days there. Then we go across a little place called Willamaringo. We have two days there. Then we go up to a place called Gaduga. We have three days there. And we go up to Lightning Ridge. We have a couple of days in Lightning Ridge. And then we go to Walgut. We have a couple of days in Walgett and then we all gather together at the big crusade in in Dubbo and and along the journey I'm going to invite all these people on these little communities to come to Dubbo and let's have a real party and a real joy in Dubbo and and really reach out to the people of Dubbo and just build up, like bring them along with us and then we all go to Dubbo and have this wonderful time together in Dubbo and uh, you know it's it's, a People look forward to this every year. So it's just a see, it's just a a wonderful time of, like you said, there's joy and there's laughter and there's this beautiful, just beautiful fellowship. And you know, this day and age, if any if any generation needs the gospel, it's this generation. You know, they need to be evangelized, and uh, we need to be out there because this generation is a is a sad generation, and a lot of our young people are lost through the media you know the social media the, the, the minds are blinded because of this stuff if ever there's a generation where we need to touch it's this one in this day and age and uh, we just ask God to lead us and to God before us and, and may we see a great harvest you know and, and people come to know Jesus and uh, lives change and what a what a joy that will be in heaven you know Okay,
0: we're going Once to continue our here. conversation in just a few moments
2: Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events.
0: Wonderful to have you along with us. Our two special guests this hour Aboriginal elder and evangelist Isaac Gordon, and also evangelist Bill Newman. And they're joining forces for a major outreach. In Dubbo, in western New South Wales, the event coming up on the 16th to the 18th of April, that's the weekend before Anzac Day, and they're expecting to see big crowds from all of the surrounding communities come and hear the gospel. It will be a time of celebration. And it will be a time, no doubt, Bill Newman. Just uh, quickly pick up on this because we're going to move into some other uh, issues around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a, a time of salva- a celebration. There'll be lots of fun. There'll be lots of laughter. But yeah, the yeah. evangelist turns up <laughs> with a really serious intent. Yeah, when you're yeah. when you're there, you'll, there, there'll be something behind that smile.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let us in.
0: What's behind the smile of an evangelist when you're at a crusade? <laughs> He's focused.
2: (laughs) You're focused. I don't have a shotgun. I have a a rifle, you know. Right, and uh, that 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 uh, rifle is the gospel, and uh, that's the the message that uh, we really want to give. But uh, in preparation for that, and that's what uh, Isaac is is alluding to. Look, prayer. Uh, When God sets His people, uh, wants to send His people a blessing. Uh, the old Puritan used to say he sets his people a-praying. And look, please, if you're, in, um, if you're in Western Australia, you're in no- uh, Northern Territory, wherever you are, can we just ask you right now to pray? Because we are praying for a tremendous breakthrough in this. I mean, if the Aboriginal people there can really get a touch of the Spirit of God, this could just go right across the whole of the nation. And, and the Aboriginal people, their big thing is relationship. You know, uh, and when I devised some uh, follow up material when Steve Grace was going for Will Graham in, in uh, Alice Springs, you know, we got a whole uh, different style of follow up because it's relational all the way. And that's what, and, and they need a sense of purpose again, Neil. And uh, the two greatest days of our life one is when we were born, secondly, the reason, finding out the reason why we were born. And that's the purpose, you see. If we know our purpose in life, okay, there's been hurts in the past, but no, this is now. What's God's purpose for my life now? And that's the message we want to get.
0: Fabulous stuff. Isaac, there is a theme for this outreach. Uh, give us an insight here into what this theme is because uh, some people will say, uh, you know, I, I want to know what the, uh, the preachers are going to be talking about. How's the theme look?
1: Well, the theme is uh, called Jesus is Coming, Sing the Glad Word. That's a, a song, and that's the theme of the convention is the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, we can look at world events today and we can see prophecy after prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. And we we can see that things are uh, heating up and, uh, you know, the return of our Lord Jesus Christ is very near. And um, it's exciting. It's uh it's just uh, wonderful, you know, to to live in these days and uh, to see the fulfilment of God's word right before our eyes, you know. And and um, you know, it's uh, it's like I said, it's an exciting time to live in. And um, you know, we've got a great message to to share that that Jesus is coming and he's not going to be late.
0: He's not going to be late. We're the ones who have to be ready, though. And uh, Bill Newman, when you're talking about a sort of a message like that, the expectation of Jesus coming... This is a part of the gospel message. This is part of the good news and the hope and the expectation of the future.
2: And people are wanting to know what in the world is going to happen. And that's why this message is so crucial. I can't understand why we're not proclaiming the second coming of Jesus Christ more, because you look at Matthew and Luke and other passages of Scripture, first and second Thessalonians, it's full. One third of the Bible is prophecy. And yet we, we sort of skim around it, but uh, the, it's so exciting. The second, it's the most exciting thing to preach about that Jesus is coming again. He promised. He says, "I will come again," and uh, we can't wait for that moment. And uh, if I was going to write another book, I'd write. I call it convergence because the signs are converging. Greater than ever before, we we look and look. It can over speculate. We can get egg in our face, and people have done that in the past. And we can't say, you know, we can't set dates because Jesus told us not to do that. But uh, it, it, you know, this great events foreshadow themselves, and we can see those foreshadowing things happening right now. Now l- look at China. What's going to happen in in uh, in Russia if Putin's going to make a move now? With his age, he's got to move quickly. So what's going to happen there? And then we look at Europe at the moment. Then we look at the Middle East. Israel, want to drive it into the sea. Uh, we look at the pestilences that are happening worldwide. Romans chapter 1, it talks about, uh, you know, the, the creation groaning, and we see that happening more and more and more. Uh, and we see all these signs converging. And we'd have to have our head in the sand not to see. Look, something is happening. Look at the uh, pandemic that swept the world the tiny virus—and yet uh, it's bringing control of the whole world. Uh, you know, people, have, and it's—it's it's a fear factor. You know, Christians, we don't live by fear; we live by faith. You know, and uh, people are scared today. There's they. Life is very fragile. Uh, There's a big
0: picture, isn't there, Bill? Big picture, yeah. And there's also that picture that's close to home. And let me bring you into this, Isaac, when you said oftentimes so many of our outback communities are faced with uh, suicide and uh, there's domestic violence, uh, dreadful things that are happening with young people. Uh, Give us an insight here, Isaac, when we talk this right into uh, the homes of people listening to us today, knowing that there are challenging things that are happening in outback communities what are your feelings and what are your thoughts for uh, young people especially around this time
1: well the young people today they've, they've, they've got no hope rather right? you know there's they can't get employment uh, there's, you know, there's the family structure is broken down the, 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 the dad's not the dad no more he can't get a job to support his family so the, the family structure has been really challenged and broken down, and uh, there's a sense of no hope within the family structure. And uh, what the gospel does is, you know, there's no greater hope. And uh, you know, when when uh, we come to know Christ, you know, we, we have a meaning in life, and a, and a, a, we mean something, and we got a purpose in life. Then, which young people haven't got today, so. They they try to find this peace and and, and joy in other things which, you know, they they don't satisfy. What I try to tell the young people, every human being that's ever born, there's there's a place in that human being where God should be dwelling and there's a hole or there's a void within them that needs to be filled and it can only be filled through a relationship with God through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. God's got a place to live. Dwell in every 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 human being. And that's why we can't find that satisfaction, we can't find that peace, we can't find that joy because there's void that needs to be filled. And, you know, if that's not filled, well, we, we turn to other things. And uh, what I'm saying is, is, not only the Outback community, but the big towns too, the, there's no purpose in their life. And if you haven't got a purpose in life, well, you know... There's, there's hopelessness and there's sadness and there's, there's violence and there's, there's all these other things that come with a hopelessness. And, uh, you know, what the gospel does, it puts light into the dark place and a uh, wonderful thing to have a light in the darkness, you know, and, and that's what we need to do in our little communities is, is let that light shine and we'll uh, get a hope and a reason for living and a joy in their heart and say, I've got a purpose in life. My purpose is to serve God and, and live for Jesus more and more each day. And uh, and that's what the, the, the little communities need, you know, because there's, things have changed now, you know. And uh, Isaac, things, things have changed.
0: We're about to go yeah. to news. Before we go any further, gentlemen, why don't we take a call and uh, our talkback line open. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's take a call from Sandra. Uh, Sandra's in Victoria. Hello, Sandra. Welcome. Good afternoon to
1: you, Pastor.
0: Pastor, Johnson. everyone. Neil Johnson. <laughs> Neil Johnson. You can call me Neil. <laughs> and,
2: uh, Pastor, um, I thank Gordon and, and my elders. Yes, my older brothers. Yes, that's wonderful to hear your program today. How refreshing. Yes, this is to me, yes.
0: Do you have some uh, reminiscence? uh, You know these two gentlemen?
2: Well, I can relate, definitely, most definitely.
0: And have you been along to one of these sorts of outreach crusades before, Sandra?
2: Outreach crusades? Well, I haven't, but I would... Dubbo's quite a a considerable distance for me, and without a car, but I could... uh, speak to uh, a parish priest and uh, see what we can do. The 16th is a very symbolic day for me.
0: Yes, before What I'm inspired uh, by, Sandra, is that uh, there you are in Victoria and uh, you've called in and you've got some level of inspiration that says, I might even travel and be a part of that outreach in Dubbo. And there might be other listeners who are thinking of that as well because when we talk about one geographic centre, Where there's an event like this, oftentimes there'll be people who will travel long, long distances, uh, interstate travel a long way to be part of an outreach celebration like this. Sandra, thank you so much for your call. Uh, this is something that happens pretty uh, typically, isn't it Bill Newman, where you get people travelling interstate and uh, they'll travel
2: a long way to be a part of a crusade, even if they're just part of the support crew. Well, we've, we've got people that are telling me, Bill, we're coming up from Victoria. We want to be part of this. And uh, another friend of mine up in Bundaberg said, look, we're coming down from Bundaberg. <laughs> so yeah. you know, who's to say? But uh, look, it, it's worth it. It, it makes the effort and come and join us because you will enjoy it there's nothing like uh fellowship together and building up one another in the things of the Lord and uh, just getting to know one another. The bond of unity that we have in Jesus Christ is fantastic.
0: We've been talking about just how serious the evangelist takes the idea of being invited to be a part of an event like this. Uh, lots of preparation happens beforehand and uh, Bill, I know you've uh, you've been to Dubbo and yep, you've met yep, with people, yep, yes. uh, done some training, yep, yep. Uh, training for people because there's, there's a big support network work that happens behind the scenes if these things are to be successful.
2: I said to Isaac, Isaac, look, uh, well will come, but look, uh, would you mind if we had some training uh, council training before we actually come because Neil I'm big on this um, you know if I can train people in the how of evangelism how to sit down with somebody using a few verses and leading questions how that they can lead someone right through to the Lord Jesus Christ That that's the legacy that we leave in these areas now if we have good meetings that's cream on the cake as far as I'm concerned but we leave an area and there's people that uh, uh, the evangelism is back on the radar it's not something where you just go to Church and you just listen the messages and and you try to live a good life. I'd tremble to think if someone came to the Lord through my life because it's not all that good when I look at others. But you know, it's it's the word of their testimony. You see, it's good to yep live your life before people. But uh, there comes that time when we've got to share Jesus Christ verbally with people tell them the hope that's within us and that's what i love to do just train people in the how of evangelism isaac let me
0: ask you about this idea reaching out to all ethnicities because there might be some listening to our conversation thinking oh this sounds like an aboriginal convention uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, aboriginal community in uh, that outback new south wales but but you're not wanting to restrict this to an Aboriginal community outreach. You want everyone there. Is that the case?
1: Yes, brother. We're, we're one in Christ Jesus, and the greatest reconciliation ever is our Lord Jesus Christ. And he reconciled us all together, and and uh, we're all one. We're all God's children. And uh, this is for, this gospel for everyone, every human being ever born. And, uh,
0: Uh, Have we still got you there, Isaac? Hopefully uh, there's just a little glitch on the line there. When people are training uh, beforehand, before an outreach like this, Bill, Mm -hmm. you're taking them through a process where they learn to share their faith, their own testimony, and the essence of this gospel. And so when people come forward at an event like yours, uh, oftentimes they'll find themselves standing next to someone who's ready there to lead them through a sinner's prayer. How does that all
2: work? <laughs> it's just got to be God. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. It's Other people, uh, you know, they're just standing next to somebody, and that's the exact person that uh, is needed for that other person at, at that time. And, uh, yeah, but... Uh, you know, we've got to get rid of the fear factor. People are scared today, and uh, we've got to break that. God hasn't given us the spirit of timidity. If you've got the truth of you in your heart, need never fear the want of persuasion on your lips. Okay, you know, if if we really are passionately in love with the Lord Jesus, we want to tell everybody about Him, just naturally, simply. But we've got to share Jesus Christ. Now, uh, in, not everybody's an evangelist where they proclaim the good news. Uh, in in uh, you know. Uh, publicly, but every one of us is called to be a witness. Now, we're either a good witness or a bad witness, but we're all called to be witnesses. "You shall be my witnesses," says the Lord. So, you know, go out there, share. That's how the the gospel spread throughout the Roman Empire. The passion of Paul sharing the gospel. You know, that's what we've got to get back to today. I think, uh, you know, Isaac will agree with me here. Uh, we, we've backed off. And I think that we've got to become bold, you know, winsomely aggressive, you know, sharing the gospel in a winsome way, but aggressively because – and, you know, Neil, um, over this past COVID period, our tracks have gone out by the thousands. People are taking whole towns and giving out tracks. There's always some way – to share the gospel.
0: The groundwork is in place, and I might say special honour to you, Isaac, because you didn't want this to be just a... Aboriginal outreach event, Uh, you wanted this to be reaching across any boundaries, to reach all ethnicities. Now, uh, we'll know that uh, in uh, outback western New South Wales towns, there is a lot of Aboriginal community people and uh, throughout uh, towns right throughout that area. Uh, Give us some insight here into what happens when you've got people from these communities, Isaac who are coming to an event like this, they're responding to the gospel and getting into some level of discipleship, the way that a whole life can be turned around. Any thoughts here on the difference the gospel makes in people's lives?
1: Well, mate, uh, we, uh, I went to Doomagie there a few years ago, and, uh, you know, is an Aboriginal settlement up in Northern Territory, uh, Queensland, right the border there, but um, we had, we uh, had, and,
0: uh, Isaac, you're breaking up a little I'm bit, and it's there. And, uh, and uh, I wonder whether, uh, I wonder whether you can just uh, maybe, perhaps, stand still. I think you might be walking around. Are you, are you able to just stand still? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you hear me now. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so the the, <laughs> the real the real change. Uh, If someone accepts the Lord uh, And they're disciples In the way they should be discipled uh, Our life changes completely from the inside out And You know, we're not the old person We were, we're we're born We're new, we're we're born anew We've got a new A new life ahead of us And uh, What we do, see Why the churches are so important Is when people come to the Lord in these communities, we work with the churches. If they're the Anglican Church there or some other churches there, that we work with them to disciple them when we leave. And it's so important that we meet up with all the, you know, the ministers or whatever in the little communities to say, "Listen, brother, this one's come to the Lord. We need you to get disciple now," and and we work together like that to, to, uh, to try and keep them going.
0: Good stuff. We've had a question that listeners have been able to respond to today and it's on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash vision radio. The question says what sort of community conditions do you think are ideal for the Christian gospel to be most powerful? Sue responded, she says an atmosphere of respect and trust is a great foundation to start to share the gospel on. Uh, Bill Newman, uh, sharing uh, that sort of respect, uh, firm foundation. What are your thoughts for someone like Sue?
2: Oh, that's a great comment. It's, It's earning the right to be heard. Uh, Trust is so important and to have integrity and trust. uh, And uh, when people see that, they say, yeah, this person's got something to share and uh, you've got to have that. Uh, There are some times when we, you know, uh, it's a sort of a, you know, you're not going to see this person again. You might be in a bus or a plane or something like that and you share the gospel. But really, you're building bridges into people's lives. Uh, You know, think of other ways. Constantly think of others as that, you know, someone's sick, take them a cake. You know, start building people in your street, you know. Uh, start building those bridges into people's lives. My wife is a far better evangelist than I'll ever be, you know. <laughs> and she's so naturally just sharing her faith. I remember one time there was a guy holding a stop-go sign, and, uh, you know, she leans out the car window and gives him a track. Now, I don't know what happened to the traffic that day when I looked in the rear-vision mirror. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just that naturally sharing the gospel. And uh, Sue's comment is very, very good. It's important. Uh, it's important. Thanks, Sue. Uh, Another
0: comment that came in response to that question what sort of community conditions do you think are ideal for the Christian gospel to be most powerful? Carolyn says, I totally agree as an Aboriginal Christian and cheer you all on. I know when I could see, I know when I could see as a new Christian 35 years ago the connection of the Bible to us today and how the biblical prophecies are relating to us today cements my view here, Isaac, and uh, a thought or two for someone like Carolyn who would respond there. Any thoughts there?
2: Well,
1: as a, a, like, I'm an Aboriginal Christian too, and um, it's encouraging to see, uh, you know, things happen, what's taking place today within the world. And and, uh, see, the Aboriginal people, um, we were a people that, uh, the church hurt us in a lot of ways, you know, when they first come out with the gospel, and uh, and uh, there needs to be a lot of healing to take place within communities. And like Bill said, a lot of trust has got to be, you know, there's a sense of can trust in fellows. But you know, this is all about building that trust up too, and uh, and uh, that's what I'm trying to say to people. You look, you know, that the I'll say this as an Aboriginal evangelist they say to me oh you've got a white man gospel and I say no brother this is this gospel is for everyone and that's a, you know we got our law I said well yeah but the law can't save us the, the old the old uh, Christian had that too in, in in the New Testament they had the law but the law's good but it can't save us and uh, the message is that there's a new way you know there's there's a new covenant. And it's in our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul and Peter, they have the same problem I've got. And, uh, and you know, Jesus Christ came. There's a new way. The, the law's good. We hold to the law, helps us, and shows us our sin, but it can't save us. And that's one of the areas we're going to break down with in Abidjan communities, too, because I'm, I'm asked that question a lot as I serve the Lord in these communities. And... Uh, Yes, yeah, it's, it's a great challenge, but it's a wonderful challenge and and uh, life changing experience I'm when you come to know Jesus.
0: Always so mindful that uh, vision is in something around the vicinity of forty communities where there's predominant aboriginal people and uh, they will know and no doubt will agree with you uh, that there have been challenges over the years and the criticism of the church is uh, while we were a sanctuary for so many uh, the church could have done a whole lot more but this idea of a white man's gospel. Bill Newman, uh, you've ministered around the world, all sorts of different skin tones. Uh, This ain't no white man's gospel at all.
2: I love what Billy Graham said. Uh, When they had a a crusade, I think it was in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, they had segregation. And he got so incensed, he ran down and he ripped down all the ropes himself and said, no, unless this is integrated... We're not going to have a crusade here. And he preached. He said, "Look, uh, don't you be taken in by this uh, the the white man's religion." He says, "Jesus was born in that place in the world which touches the whole world, you know. And and his skin wasn't white. He wasn't a blue eyed Anglo Saxon, you know. He was uh, born in that place. He probably had a you know a darker skin if you if you like. But you see, he's for the whole world." because it's a heart-changing thing. You know, we're made of all one nation, uh, all uh, one blood, all the nations of the world. And we've got to get back to the, this thing of pigmentation in the skin is absolute nonsense. It's the heart that God's concerned about, and he wants to change our hearts. So when he changes our hearts, then we have this sense of, purpose and meaning and destiny in life and that's why the gospel is for the whole world. Jesus Christ said go into all the world with the gospel and that's why we go.
0: Well perhaps there won't be as many seeing this the way I'm seeing this right now because uh, when we've got issues around uh, reconciliation, uh, people talk about uh, identity politics, uh, people being uh, marginalised into their particular identity, there's challenging times there and of course I will say that it's Christianity who has a wonderful contribution to make here because we are not about one colour or the other. We're about all of those colours. Yeah. And uh, when I get the opportunity to talk to uh, this type of event and to have you two evangelists on with us today, I mean, this is such a powerful statement. Mm. We've got black and white on the same platform here, yep. and uh, it'll be the same platform when you're in Dubbo. There, yep. there won't be differences. difference as uh, this is a powerful thing. Bill Newman, what are your thoughts around that?
2: Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they say Black Lives Matter. Every life matters, as far as we're concerned. Every life. We don't care uh, what uh, background. And as you say, we've been in There's so many uh, cultures in the world, and I've seen Jesus Christ transform people in every culture. And that's why Jesus Christ is in the life changing business. And uh, look, if, if, um, Aboriginal people that are then they're hurting but every every group in the world has had hurts. The Jews have had hurts through the Crusades. Uh, the Irish have had hurts through the British and the, the Scottish have had hurts and, and Britain's been bombarded by the Germans and everybody's got hurts in their life. you know I always say, listen, don't nurse your hurts, don't curse your hurts, don't rehearse your hurts. you've got to reverse your hurts. Because hurts will make you bitter or better. And we want to get rid of the bitterness in our life. You know, bitterness is going to cruel your life. Get rid of the, the acid of bitterness in our life and let's have lives which really count. Uh,
0: Isaac, you come back to what I started with, actually, right back to the introduction. <laughs> you are the one who invited Bill Newman. <laughs> And he's got white skin, and uh, you're not afraid of that. And uh, you are going to have that black and white on the one platform. It is a really powerful statement. What are your thoughts for the fact that uh, you've got this opportunity to reach out right across any boundaries?
1: Well, banger. When I look at Christ, I see one people. I see God's children. Yeah. And I don't see I don't see skin. I don't see colour. I see brothers and sisters in Christ, and. Uh, mm. The majority of people that follow me come with us on the convention are uh, Anglo-Saxon people uh, from all different churches and we don't even look at that as we journey together, we just love one another and if, if Australia wants to learn something, well true reconciliation can only be found in Jesus Christ and I don't care what they say, what they do, it can only be found uh, in Jesus Christ I, I, uh, I read on the uh, on the uh, Headstone of a, one of our leaders uh, Steve Gordon Commissioner Steve Gordon He died and he, he wrote, wrote on a headstone He wrote, he wrote these words He said uh, True reconciliation or true treaty Cannot be found Sitting around a table It can only be found In the heart of men mm. And that's what God does Jesus Christ changes our heart And we become one people we could walk together hand in hand, this country of ours, and we could show the world what, is, what what Jesus Christ can do to to bring us all together, and and that's what this is all about. God bringing us all together and walking this life together. We got we all going to the same place. We all coming pilgrims through this land. We head into that promised land, and there's no worries about colour, no race, brothers and sisters covered with the blood of Jesus, washed. Washing the blood of Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ, walk to the promised land, and we walk together and we spur one another on. We got a goal set before us, just to bring as many souls as we can with us as we as we journey on to the place God prepared for us.
0: Well, there certainly are profound things happening. This is more than just a little outreach happening in a little country town. Uh, There's some powerful things that are a message to the whole nation in the way that this has come together, in the way that Isaac Gordon has made the invitation to Bill Newman to appear together in an outreach in Dubbo. It's coming up the week before Anzac Day weekend, the 16th to the 18th of April. Uh, You should mark that down in your diary and if you love to spend a little bit of time in the outback and uh, no doubt uh, that time of year things should be pretty pleasant uh, weather-wise, not too hot, not too cold. It's going to be a wonderful time. It's going to be held in the Dubbo Showgrounds that weekend. Now if you're wanting to get some detail about uh, how you can find out uh, how this whole outreach is going to work, there is detail on Bill Newman's website, that's bnm.org.au. That's Bill Newman Ministries, bnm.org.au. And it uh, you can connect too with Isaac Gordon at the Australian Indigenous Ministries.org.au. Australian Indigenous Ministries.org.au. Uh, four evangelism meetings at the Dubbo Showgrounds, sixteenth to the eighteenth of April. And uh, you mentioned there's a number of gatherings. I can't remember all those country towns, but uh, there's certainly that event in Brawarana in Easter that Isaac is a part of. We have run out of time, gentlemen, but just wonderful getting your insights today. Aboriginal Elder and Evangelist Isaac Gordon, Elder of the Ngemba people from the Brawarana community. Uh, Isaac, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020.
1: Thank you very much, brother. We are to see as many people as we can. Join us in Dubai and... Yeah, great blessing.
0: It's going to be a great time. Evangelist Bill Newman, thank you for joining us today here in the studio.
2: Just one little thing to correct. Uh, on my mother's side, about uh, three generations back, Aboriginal, but my father's side is Irish, so where do I stand? <laughs> okay,
0: so, so that's very interesting. So you've yeah. got some Aboriginal heritage.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, right back, but it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: well, okay, what a wonderful connection. Yep. And uh, Bill, and we might have to pick up on that on another day because <laughs> we haven't got time to today, but yeah. thank you so much for being part of Great the
2: program. Great to be here, Neil. God bless you.